Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Baseball time, turn on the fan. JD's coming on, he's a baseball man. I gotta get the scoop before I drive home from the kid from Queens calling Arlington home. Car pulls up, who can it be? A fresh El Camino, it's Thad Levine. He rolls down his window and he started to say, song It's all beautiful. about making that kick ass trade. Cause the boys in the front office are always hard. Come talking that trash and they'll pull your card. Knowing nothing in life but to be legit. Don't quote me skin, I ain't said spit. The John Daniels Show is brought to you by Evan Williams Bourbon and BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Joining us now is John J.D. Daniels, the GM of the Texas Rangers. How you doing today, J.D.? All right, man. How are you? Hey, we're doing great. We're, we're at the Windstar World Casino and Resort, so, of course, we're having fun. We've been golfing and gambling and having a good time. But we, we do want to talk a little Rangers baseball, and obviously we're super stoked uh, about Willie Calhoun and about how well he's done since he came back up and got his call back to the bigs. But... Obviously, it's a little bit crowded out there, and he sits again today. What can you tell us a little bit about the challenges uh, you're facing with trying to get everybody a little work right now? Yeah, Woody's got uh, a little bit of a rotation going with with five guys for those four spots. Um, in some ways, kind of kind of six. If if you look at Santana on the days where he'll spell, you know, Joey needs a day, and and uh, Daniel plays center, so he's just trying to move it around a little bit. Um, Got a day to day where where some of the um, same guys that started yesterday had have had some success against uh, against Leak and more importantly that we kind of like the matchup overall and I think as you saw yesterday like just because you you don't start doesn't mean you don't get in the game and uh, so definitely a opportunity if if we're down that uh, Willie could play today as well. You know uh, we're always talking about things in smaller sample sizes and that's what happens when you do a weekly show over the course of a very long season but will it you know whenever you have young players contributing it's exciting for fans and media it's fun I'm sure it's exciting for you guys in just this short snapshot what have you seen from Willie and, and what really stands out to you um I think a couple things one you know he uh despite kind of being disappointed he went down there and and continued to work hard. Didn't pout, you know. It wasn't like he let his body go and put on a bunch of weight. Like if anything, he worked harder. Uh, I think it shows up. You see it defensively. You see just the way he's moving around, the, the attitude he's got. I think uh, at the plate, um, he shot a few balls to to uh, the left side, hit him hard. A couple of balls, like when they shifted him, he just chopped down on top of it and and, and shot it through head runners on base there in Kansas City and did that. Hit a hit a home run to dead center. Obviously, he's got pull power, but him using the whole field, that's that's the kind of hitter we thought when we traded for him, we thought we were getting. Uh, and then the last one for me is, like, he, he's the quality of the bats. I mean, the bat he put on Hicks yesterday, I mean, this guy's throwing 100 to 103 with an 88, 90-mile-an-hour slider. And uh, he spit on some tough pitches to, to you know, get back in the count uh, after fouling a few balls off. And then ultimately kind of, you know, Hicks left the slider up and, you know, he hit it to hit it to right field for it to tie the game up. So 
uh, just you know, quality at bats, big spot, easily for a young guy to kind of get get going fast and spinning on him a little bit, and he was able to slow it down and and have a really good at bat there. Well, your ball club's playing some good baseball right now. Uh, their fourth win in five games yesterday. Uh, and it's great to see Jose Leclerc pitching like himself again. He got the the rare start on Friday night as the opener and was great. And then yesterday uh, pitches the fifth and sixth with five strikeouts. He's got 23 strikeouts in his last 12 and a third. So it looks like he's kind of rounded back into form of, of being himself a, a dominant force in your bullpen. But it's kind of a, a little bit of a, of a dilemma in that it's a good problem to have, but He's so valuable in this unique role where you're using him. I could understand some reluctance to putting him back in the closer's role. How do you guys go about making that decision? Well, I'll tell you what. The, in some ways, the contract helps there a little bit because you know uh, uh, relievers through arbitration really would get the, the system pays guys that get saved. It's not right. It doesn't necessarily mean that that's more valuable, but. I mean, yesterday you saw how valuable that was. He got the the heart of the order in the in the biggest spot. We're down two one, allows us to get back in the game. And I think him signing that deal takes some of the, that element out of it. And you know, Jose's told us that like, use me anywhere you want. Like, he doesn't care. And uh, and that's he's, he's really selfless like that. He just wants to win. Um, I do think you know for the most part the higher leverage spots typically are going to be later in the game. Um, and I do think we'll we'll work him back there. Um, but what he's shown is that he has the ability to pitch, you know, for more than three outs at times. And um, you know, I, th- I think we'll probably look to get him back in the, towards the you know, eighth, ninth inning. But maybe use him a little bit unconventionally, where you know, if, if the the better part of the order is coming up or it's a close game, runners on, like maybe we could consider using him there in the eighth from time to time. This is John Daniels joining us on the Ben and Skin Show, 105.3 The Fan. Let's do a little memory lane stuff here. You guys make the announcement that in August, Josh Hamilton goes into the Rangers Hall of Fame. I think he turns 38 tomorrow. I think it's his birthday tomorrow. And so, uh, obviously, some great years with Josh here. I'm curious when someone brings him up, what are some of the first things that come to your mind? Can be off the field, on the field? What are Because the, there's a lot of great Josh stories. What are the, what are the first things that pop into your brain here? Um, well, first, just currently, man, I'm just—I've had a chance to see him a few times recently. Our, our daughters are in the same softball league, and got together with him here recently for breakfast. Just caught up, and like, I'm just so happy for him, man. I mean, he's in such a good spot personally, um, healthy, looks great. Um, you know, he looks more physical than he did when he stopped playing. You know, just working on his ranch and doing manly things that you know Ben and I don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, you know, he's, he's just in a, he's just happy, and he sees his girls a lot, and um, moved his parents out. I mean, just a lot of things. He's just got a good, good spot right now, and, and so I'm thrilled for him there. On the field, man, um, a few moments stand out. Uh, I was, you know, the game six home run in, in St. Louis. It just felt like, you know, that was like right the, right the movie script right there. Like this is that's how it should end, right? With Josh Hamilton hitting the game winning. World Series winning home run, um, you know that one like definitely stands out to me. Um, the home run derby in New York, even though it's an exhibition, it was like just ridiculous. The the way he connected with with the crowd there at the stadium, and it was like a seemed like almost like an out of body experience. They're chanting his name in New York, and um, you know it was, it was just crazy theater. Uh, 
he came back from the knee injury and and uh, made that running catch against the wall yeah. against the Angels in 15, uh, which you know, probably led to him needing another knee surgery. But um, you know, he just he just played all out all the time. And how for a, for a man his size, how easily he did things on the field, uh, how easily he kind of like connected with the fans as well. I mean, he was there were a lot of great players on, on those teams. Uh, he was you know, certainly, in my mind, like. The, the most talented uh, and the guy that kind of took us to another level when he got going. You know, I don't, I don't want to put you on the spot here, and if you don't want to tell it, that's fine. I, I've heard other people tell this story. It's my favorite Josh Hamilton story. I think you could tell it better than, than we could. And we've tried before, but the Koji Wahara story where Josh is probably going to end up coming up in a game and you might need him to, to pinch hit. Right when he, I think, had come back to you guys for that last time and just his ability to go from zero to 100 so quickly, would you mind sharing a little bit of that story? I'm trying to think. What I'm thinking about is, is the uh, it's Craig Kimbrell. Is that what you're talking about in San Diego? Oh, okay. It was Kimbrell. Was that the one where he – no one was quite sure where he was and yeah. he might have been asleep somewhere? Yeah, totally. Okay, yeah, tell that. I'm sorry. See, I've already screwed it up. Tell that story. Oh, we were in mind. San Diego. It was 2015. It's right around August 1st or so. And, um, and uh, you know, Josh didn't start. Kimbrell's just throwing, like, absolute pellets and, and killing us. And, um, and uh, you know, Banny went looking to call for Josh, and Josh is now on the bench. And so – Ting, Jace Tingler goes down, looks for Josh, and, and he's not not around. And so he calls Bobby Jones, who figured he was in the cage, and Bobby's like, "Hi, not in here." And to this day, I'm not totally sure, you know, exactly what, what where Josh was. But anyhow, they find him, and he walk, you know, grabs one of his monster bats that he that he swings and kind of walks out there, shakes some cobwebs off. May or may not have taken like a a a, a hack in the on deck circle, like. Definitely was not loose. Definitely had not hit. You know, Kimbrel's like mowing through the rest of our guys, and Josh jumps in the box and just smokes a. I think it was a double. Um, it, it, on like the first pitch he saw, just like as easy as could be. You know, just how how natural and easy everything came to him. And you know, this is the potential Hall of Famer, one of the best relievers of all time, throwing 100 miles an hour, and, and you know, Josh <laughs> basically woke up out of a nap and hit the ball off the wall. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, man, uh, John, it's always good to catch up with you, and we will do so again one week from today at this very exact time. So have a great week, and we'll talk to you later. You too, guys. Thank you. There he goes, John Daniels, every Monday at 420. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion.